You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Praise the Lord. You know, God is so good. And uh, it's, uh, it's just amazing what the Lord is doing and what the Lord has done and what he's going to continue to do. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, that last song there is one of the songs that Pastor Pamela wrote. It's on one of her albums there. And uh, also, yeah, we were blessed. We finally, she finally got her fourth CD done that we got in there. Praise God, her good old bluegrass one. We finally got it done. So she had only been working on that for 13 years or 14 years. But uh, that wasn't my fault. As soon as I got involved, we got it done. So we're good. No, it all got good. Actually, no, it's a blessing and uh, it's a unique one, though, because it's a, it's a bluegrass one. It's just good old-fashioned country southern gospel. Yeah. What is it? A little bit of everything. <laughs> no, we're blessed. So, so we're praising God for that. You know, as, as lousy as last week was, this week's better. You know, and not just because it's just this week, but it's just better. There's the good things happening. God is doing good things. Uh, we're just thanking God for his amazing grace. You know, today was a, a very sad day for a lot of folks. I mean, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a, a tough time. People have asked me why we have our flag at half mask. Well, we've had it at half mask because of the uh, police officer that was killed in Stockton. And, uh, uh, you know, it's been that way since. And his funeral was today. We actually stood out here and, and saluted as they all went by and, uh, and just honored them. So, you know, it's amazing in a, in a world we live in that uh, as we deal with things that, you know, life is precious. You all know that. Some people are in a worse position than others in the sense of where they're at, but life is still very, very precious. Amen? And, uh, you know, we value what we value, but we really value uh, our relationships. I don't know about you, but I love our relationships. Because, you know, the only thing we can take to heaven is relationships, which means we can only take people to heaven. How many of you know that? That God's only interested in one thing, and that's people. You know, something that uh, uh, my wife's been sharing with me about that, uh, you know, we, we were talking about some things. And how do you know when your husband and wife, you can, you can actually complain to one another? And it's not gossiping. Because <laughs> it isn't. You're talking to yourself. You're one. So you, that's the only time you can. It's good. Praise God. So, so we. <laughs> no, it's scriptural. It's scriptural. Okay. Hallelujah. So don't look at me like that. Some of you just learned a whole new revelation right there, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know, you got to learn to talk and communicate. Well, you know, she's been so much more spiritual than me this last week because she had to preach Sunday morning, Wednesday night, then do Saturday. And she's been doing things. She's just, you know, just uh, keeping me in check. And uh, we were talking about some things. And, and God's just been stirring her heart about how precious people are. And how it's just, it's just this precious soul. It's this precious soul. And uh, it, it often reminds me of something that you, people, you know, used to say all the time before. It's like, oh, their heart's right. I hated that phrase. Oh, their heart's right. I know their heart's right, but they, how come they're being so stupid in their head? And how come their actions are so bad? You know? Uh, and yet, though, you know, when you realize that their heart is right and that they are precious and that the only difference between us and those that are lost is Jesus. And, uh, you know, they need Jesus. And we need to realize how much and how valuable we are 
right now uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ and how valuable we are to the world and how valuable we are to the body of Christ to encourage, to strengthen. But also that, uh, you know, if we don't stretch our hands forth to heal, Jesus can't stretch his hands out. If we don't lift our voice and declare things and speak words of truth that we don't witness, we don't share, Jesus can't do that because he's doing it through his body. Amen? Now, if you've got your, uh, your Bibles there, go to Ephesians chapter 3. And I just want to share from my heart. I'm, I'm excited. I'm just overwhelmed in one sense of some things. And, and, of course, Sunday, you don't want to miss Sunday. Y'all, I need to be here Sunday. We're going to be sharing some things. So you need to be here on Sunday. And Sunday's Pentecost Sunday. It's 50 days after Easter. So Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. And the glory of God's going to fall in this place like never before. We're going to start out tonight, but we'll just, we'll pick it up there. So we're going to talk about Pentecost. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Uh, We're going to talk about stirring ourselves up because we're valuable. You're valuable. We're valuable. We are the voice in these last days. We are the body of Christ in these last days. Okay, here in Ephesians chapter 3. I guess I should get over there too. It'd be kind of nice, huh? Anyways, uh, Ephesians chapter 3. Let's begin reading at verse 14. Paul said, when I think of all of the wisdom and the scope of God's plan, when I think of the wisdom and the scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will give you mighty inner strength through his Holy Spirit. Man, that's my prayer for you tonight and right now, is that God gives you mighty inner strength. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Through the Holy Spirit. And that's what the Holy Spirit wanted to do. You know, in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, how be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, amen, or, or in this thing here, he says that when the Holy Spirit comes, when, he, when you receive the Holy Spirit, that power is going to be on you. Amen. When the Holy Spirit's coming, it's going it's to empower you. You're going to cause power to come into you. It's going to empower you for what? To be witnesses. Yes. To be witnesses. Amen? When the Holy Spirit comes, it's going to cause dunamis. It's going to cause power to be in you. Here he said that I'm praying that you, he'll give you mighty inner strength through us. So how many know it's the inner strength? How many know it's what's on the inside of us that's putting us over? How many know it's the spirit of faith that's going to hold us steady? He goes on to say, and I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust him. Now, isn't that an amazing statement? As I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, which means he can have a part of it. He can, you can give him a room. How many of you know that God wants every room? He wants to be able to go into every room. He wants to be able to be there. He wants to be Lord of your home. Amen. He wants to actually be sitting in the seat of the center seat there. He wants you to get off your throne and let him get on it. Amen. And he says that as you trust. And then he says, may your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you have the power to understand. Look at your neighbor and say, understand means you got to understand. <laughs> understand means all of a sudden it dawns on you. Do you understand? Do you understand? 
You know, you got to make sure they're, they're looking at you. You got to look them in the eye. I mean, do you fully understand this? He said that you, that you have the power to understand, as all of God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. And may you experience the love of Christ, though it is so great you will never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. Now glory be to God by his mighty power at work within us. He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or hope. May he be given glory in the church in Christ Jesus forever and ever through endless ages. Amen and amen and amen and amen. I love this because Paul's praying for the church at Ephesus here, and he's praying that they would be strengthened with the inner man. How do you know that strength of spirit is what's going to hold us all up? What gives us the power to keep going? What gives us the power? It's the strength of spirit. Remember Philippians 3, you know, 3.14 says this. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? Or 4.13, excuse me. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which means what? I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened. God's going to strengthen me. That's going to enable me to make it through. So when you throw up your hands and say, I just can't make it. Yes, you can. Because you can do all things through Christ. Amen. And because you can experience God is strengthened. I'm praying that God strengthens you. Amen. I like what the Amplified Bible says in Philippians 4.13. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything. And I'm equal to anything. Through him who infuses inner strength in me, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I like the Amplified Bible. It's the woman's Bible. It's got all kinds of words in it. It's good stuff. It just amplifies it. So it's good. Let me read that to you again. It's the Amplified Bible. I have strength for all things. We were talking earlier before church how that Pastor Mark and Pastor Pam have a little clashes every once in a while. Mark and Pam get along awesome. We, we get along great. It's Pastor Mark and Pastor Pam having little challenges. You know, it just does. A little power struggle right there sometimes. So we work on that. But anyways, so... I have to get her, give her a hard time. Anyways, I love her. She's precious. She's keeping me in check here. It's good stuff. But look at, I want to give you this. This is the Amplified Bible of 413. He says, I have strength for all things in Christ. Isn't it amazing that when you begin to say that, something supernatural, I have strength for all things in Christ. Who empowers me? I am ready for anything, and I am equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength in me, and I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I just like the way that sounds. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We look at this and go, wow, I'm just so thankful. But how do we keep that strength? Because the Bible says it's the strong spirit of men that shall sustain him in times of trouble and in bodily pain. But how do we strengthen ourselves? How do we get it up? Because the Bible tells us that we need to continually strengthen ourselves because there's spiritual drains that take place. There's things that happen. We know that feeding on the word of God. But also, the Bible says in Jude 20, it says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith by doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Aren't you glad that we can pray in the Spirit? Aren't you glad for the Holy Spirit that came on the day of Pentecost and baptized and filled all of those folks who were in the upper room hiding out, and when they got filled with the Holy Ghost, they, they spilled out into the streets, and the whole city of Jerusalem, and they said, hey, what's going on? I mean, it caused no small stir. 
Amen? There was 120 of them in that room. 120 of them got filled with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And when they dumped out into there, there was a commotion going on. I mean, they were rocking and reeling. And when they come, people said they're drunk. People said they're crazy. They said all kinds of things. And then Peter gets up and he says, hey, guess what? This, they're not drunk as you suppose. They're not crazy as you think they are. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. That in the last days, God's going to pour out his spirit. How many you know that God's poured out his spirit on the day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit's here and he's manifest and he wants to just cause wave after wave after wave to stir on our hearts. You got to stir it up because God's going to do it again and again and again. We need to begin to believe that. We need to believe, begin to believe that we're going to go out with the fire of God, not just go out, but we're going to go out with the fire and the presence of God. Amen. I mean, we, we, we see some things here. I mean, I love the Apostle Paul. He's in prison most of his life. He writes all of these books, and we're so thankful that he did. But man, even in the last days, he writes Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, you know, verses 1 through 8 is Paul's last letter and his last writings to Timothy. But he gets down there about verse 6, 7, and 8, and he says, man, I fought a good fight. I finished the course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, and not for me only, but for all those that love his appearing. I mean, when he, when he, that's his last days. He's in prison getting ready to be killed. He knows that. He knows he's not going to get out. And he's shouting. My hat's off. You know, I bow down and say, Lord Jesus, I, I'm, I'm a sinner. What can I do? You know, you look at these guys and you kind of go, wow, wow. We look at all these stories that we read in the Bible. You know, we read this about Joshua, Paul, Peter, uh, all the things that have gone on, David. You know, I think about Joshua, you know, because Moses is dead. And I love the way the Bible puts it. God comes in and looks at Joshua. Joshua, Moses is dead. Get up. I mean, that's his spiritual father. He's done everything with him. Moses has been the most anointed man. He's been, he's leading everybody. I mean, everybody, and Moses, and God doesn't go around and say, I know you're having a hard time. I know you just went through this traumatic experience, and I know how terrible it is. He said, hey, Moses is dead. Get up. You're it. Tag. God says, now, be courageous. Be strong and courageous. Tells him nine times. Something about nine times with God. Nine times in the book of Genesis, God said, and it was so. God likes to come in. I figured he figures if you don't get it by nine, you ain't never going to get it. Okay? So, but he says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong. And then he said something supernatural to Joshua. He said, Joshua, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. But did you know he said something greater to you and I? Go to Romans chapter 8. Go to Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I'm just going to preach and have fun tonight. Uh, amen. So, because I just, I just want to stir your hearts. I want to get you just prepared and ready. Yeah, the devil's raise, raising his ugly head, but God is so far much greater. He's so much greater. Amen. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says, If that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you, 
It's going to quicken your mortal body. Hallelujah. That same spirit, that same spirit. In the the New Living, it says this. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. So he was saying, listen, as I was with Jesus, I am with you. 1 John 4, 17 says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. As Jesus is. So are we in this world. How's Jesus doing right now? He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's doing pretty good. He's seated in all authority and heaven and earth has been given unto him. The only one higher than him is Father God. Hallelujah. We're seated together in heavenly places with him. And Jesus said, as Jesus is, not as he was, not as he did, but as Jesus is, so are we in this world. That same power, that same glory, hallelujah, that he has is in us. That same spirit that Jesus had is in you and I. And that's why he said in John chapter 14 and verse 12, he said, these, these, you know, he said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Why? Because I go unto my Father. Amen? The same works that I'm doing, you're going to do too. Then he said in verse 13, he said, if you ask anything in my name, I'm going to do it for you. Then he said, if you ask the Father, verse 14 says, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he'll do it for you. Amen? God began. Jesus said, listen. So what was he saying? As I was with Jesus, I am with you. Remember he told the disciples over in John chapter 16, verses 23 and 24, when he said, listen, hitherto or up till now, you've not asked anything in my name. Ask that your joy may be full. Ask, so, and the Father will give it unto you. He, and before that, he said, listen, you've not asked. You've already had me to ask, but you don't have to ask anymore because as he was, Father was with me, he's going to be with you. See, he declared and he said something. And when Moses said that, or when God told that to Joshua, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Hallelujah. Joshua stood up and said, okay. You know, we as Christians, we got to stand up and go, okay. Don't know what all that means, but okay. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That same spirit that raised up Jesus lives in me. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come? He's guiding me into all truth. I've been born again. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God. Hallelujah. There's some things that, that the Holy Spirit endeavors to get to us. Amen. God wants us to renew our strength. He said in Jude 20 that you build yourself up by praying in the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, you know, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings, amen, like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen? See, we, we get our strength in why? Waiting on God, worshiping God, praying in the Holy Ghost, getting into his prayer, thanking God. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to give you seven things that you need to do to stir yourself up. You ready? You can do that in 19 minutes. You got that? Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. No, we're all good. Because here's the thing. There's some priorities that we need to keep going. Because listen, even though they're going to ease up on some things, that doesn't mean the the devil's just going to, he's not easing up. He's he's cranking up. He's cranking up. Hallelujah. We're not going to let down our guard. We got to stand our ground against him. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, and there's some priorities that we have to have that strengthen us. Worship, number one is worship. Number one, because what did the Father say? What did Jesus say in, in John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, or 24 and 25, right around in those areas? He said, listen, they that worship the Father must worship him in spirit and in truth, because the Father seeks such to worship him. 
Amen? God's looking for true worshipers, not people that are going through the motions, but that are truly acknowledging and magnifying God and could care less about anybody else around them, but they're going to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? Worship, hallelujah, means you focus in, and that's all you see. You worship and you honor and you love and more than anything else in all the world. You don't have any idols. Amen. Thank you for your overwhelming response. We look at this and we kind of go, well, yeah, pastor, that's real nice. You know, it is. But if you don't start, if you don't tap into some things, if you're going to wait for somebody else to lead you into worship, you're going to be in trouble in the last days. You better get a song in your heart. You better ever, you know, when somebody, all of a sudden somebody says, boy, we just need to worship Jesus, you better start shouting. You say, yeah, I do right now. Glory to God. Let's worship. Let's worship him. He's worthy. Hallelujah. I mean, just stirring our heart. There's got to be a fire of the spirit of God because then there's praise. And praise is, is something a little bit different than worship because we think, well, what do you mean? Listen, worshiping God is an intimacy you have with him that you don't want anybody to mess with you. I mean, that's why I'm on the front row, because, see, I'm a little too ADD. I get distracted. So I get up here, I close my eyes, and I, it's me and Jesus. I don't want anything or anybody to stop me from worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ and worshiping my Father. I don't. I, I, I really, because I love worship. I love just focusing in and putting my mind set on him, and I don't want to be distracted. And I know me, and I know I can, but I want to focus. And, but praise, but praise is powerful. See, worship is intimate, but praise is powerful. Because what praise does is you begin to praising God for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will. You're praising him. You're mag- you're pra- and that's why he told the children, of Israel, be quiet for that seven days. And then on the seventh day, go around there seven times. And on that last one, shout, praise. Let that voice come out. And then the walls of Jericho begin to come down. See, because praise is a weapon that we have. Because the devil wants praise, you know. He wants praise because he desires that and he gets so frustrated when we give our praise to God. Hallelujah. So worship is an intimate thing that we have, that we do. And you got to have that priority because if you're just all about worship and you don't ever have any shout in you, we're in trouble. If you don't have any joy in you, you're in trouble. Thank you for your overwhelming response. We got to get some joy. I can see that right now. Sunday, we're going to have to preach on some joy. Get you stirred up here. No, these are priorities that when you worship God, that it's, it's a worship, and I'm worshiping God for who he is. I'm praising God, hallelujah, for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he has done in my life. Man, I'm just, I just want to praise him. I want to worship him for who he is, but I just want to praise him for all that he's doing. And, and, and when, you, when you think about it, see, that's why I think people don't understand the power of their voice because we don't think we're valuable. I mean, we have little bitty babies, and the first time that little baby, we're trying to get them to say mama or daddy. The first get them to say dada before mama or mama, depending on who's fighting. But it's like, hey, what's he going to say, you know? And, and they'll say things. Oh, he just said this. No, you don't know what they said. Just had gas. But we think, oh, it's awesome. Because he made a word or she made a, you know, we get all excited. But did you know that's why God put that in us? Because that's what God, he loves our praises. He inhabits our praise. He inhabits our worship. But we think, oh, we sing a song. I know that song. Do you know why hymns, you know, they were written and they were really good, you know, but people got tired of hearing them because everybody got tired of singing them, so they started singing them dead. And then we get these other songs, and everybody says, oh, I'm tired of hearing that. But listen, when a song is given by the Spirit of God, 
And when it's a song that's given, and we've got some hymns, we've got some songs that are just, they, they, they stand the tests of time. And it doesn't matter. It can be a song that, man, you can go, oh. but God can take that song. He can take that worship. He can take those words and change your life when you actually believe it. Amen. He can. He can. I mean, I, I love that. I never get tired. I don't. I, I, you know, I hate when people sing hymns terribly. I do. You know, I don't like any old hymns that are just sung. They're terrible. You know, because I, I, I grew up with all of them. They're terrible. But when they're sung with life and you look at the words of them, wow. You know, what an amazing. Same thing with just spiritual songs. Same thing with any song. When you grab a hold of it by the, by, Lord, I'm, gonna, I'm lifting my voice and connecting it to give it to you. God inhabits our praises. Amen. He does. He does that all the time. Same thing with praise. It's, a way, it's so powerful. Number three priority you have to have in your life, because this is what we need right now. Listen, this is what we have to have, because we are going to, and that's prayer. You need to know that God's a prayer answering God. That's why I love this song that we sing. I, I, I'm, you know, we're not wishing and hoping. We're praying to a God who listens. Amen. Hallelujah. He's a God, and our prayers get answered, and we believe in that. We believe that God's moving. Amen. We just know he's moving. And that's why I like Wayman. Even when I don't know, think, see that you're working, even if I don't know that you're working, you're working. You're working. How do, you're doing, you're moving, you're doing things because we're going forward. You know? And prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. It's not just you giving everything to God. It's, it's you letting God speak back to you. It's you and God conversing, talking, sharing, and taking hold of this. Amen. Now, those are just basics. Well, I, we know that, Pastor. We know we got to worship. We know we got to have praise. We know we got to prayer. That's nothing new. I know. But you know what? If you don't do the basic, if you don't, if they aren't vital on the inside, if they aren't exciting, when somebody says, hey, let's go pray, you don't go, prayer service? I know prayer service. We got to go to prayer service. How long is it? It's probably going to be, can you pray one hour? Remember, Jesus, can you just pray one hour? We're only going to have to go one hour. So just, man, hopefully it's only one hour. Sometimes them ladies get a little crazy, go a couple hours, go watch them. We got to sit toward the back so we can sneak out. Okay? Just, hey. <laughs> oh, how do I know all these things? Because I've said all that stuff. And I was leading it. So God, I ain't got time for this. I got things to do. Isn't that wonderful? God, I ain't got time to talk to you. I got things to do. I know more than you. I know how to handle this. Now, you don't say that, but that's exactly what you just said. Amen? You know, I, I'm just the only one honest. Y'all, y'all are holy. <laughs> oh, but man, getting asked to come into the presence of a holy God to get an audience with the king, to get into the presence where God wants to speak and to talk and where you can share, you can share your heart and he can share his and he can commune together and fellowship together and walk together and do what he wanted to do all the time. Be like what he did. That's why he created Adam. He said so he could come down in the cool of the evening and him and Adam could walk in the garden and talk and share and fellowship together. That's why he created you and I. Isn't that amazing? God, the creator of the universe, God that holds the whole world in his hands, and, you know, the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus Christ, they, they want to come and talk to me. Whoa. And I want to tell them I'm too busy and I know everything. I said, see how terrible that is? And now we don't, we know when we acknowledge that, we kind of go, whoa, Pastor, that's kind of cold. 
But no, God wants to. That's why prayer has to be more than just a few things. It's got to be life-giving. Amen? Because I'm going to share you the next four things, and they're, they're pretty powerful. But without the first three, who cares about the last four? Just letting you know that. If you don't like the first three, you can just go to sleep right now. <sighs> no, don't do that. You get in trouble. You get hit, slapped, probably. Be awake. You awake? All right, but wake up. <laughs> I don't want you to get hit, man. Don't get hit. There's too many around you right there. You double. Hallelujah. Because this next one, this next one's a big one. It's called confession. <laughs> what do you mean by confession? Listen, we've got to be the voice of reason. We've got to be the voice of power. We've got to be the voice of, of God's glory, God's, what God's doing. And we've got to be the voice of what God is wanting to do in the earth today which means we've got to be saying things. We've got to be confessing stuff. We've got to be speaking what we believe and what we want and desire. Don't speak what we have. Let's speak what we believe. Like God's can do it again. God's going to move. Revival's taking place. I have the love of God. Glory to God. His presence is here. His strength is here. I have the strength to do the things I need to do. Amen? Let the weak say, I am strong. We've got to. You've got to say that. You've got to give voice to it because there's so many voices against you. You've got to get your words out and you've got to get your faith into the mix. Amen? You've got to strengthen Because what am I talking All of these things strengthen your spirit. Worship strengthens your spirit. Praise strengthens your spirit. This whole thing is about strengthening ourselves, strengthening our spirit. So worship does that. Praise does that. Prayer does that. Because when you know that you have confidence and you have confidence in talking to God. See, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 says, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, you know, according to his word or his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we've desired of him. How about if you know he hears, then you know you got it. And this is a confidence that way. It strengthens us to stand up against the lies of the enemy. It strengthens us to stand up against the wiles and the, all of the things that are trying to bombard our head. Amen? See, that's what this whole thing, that's what these seven things are for. It's to strengthen your spirit to take hold. And if you, you say, well, I have been fellowship and I do worship, I haven't prayed, but am I talking? Am I saying what God's speaking in my heart? Because the fifth one is meditation. Now, it's not about Eastern religion or Eastern meditation and humming and um and all that kind of stuff. It's talking about taking the word of God and thinking about what God said. I always tell people, listen, you ought to take one scripture a week and just meditate on that scripture. Guaranteed, by the end of the year, you'll know 52 scriptures by heart. You'll know 52 scriptures that are in you that whenever you need it, you have 52 bullets to shoot against the enemy. You have ammunition that's just going to come up. Maybe it's just going to rise up within you. So I said, what do you mean meditate on the scriptures? You just read it over and over to yourself. Well, I mean, if you've got a trouble with a mouth that cusses, then you need to get to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. It says, I will let no corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. You say, that's pretty long, Pastor. It is. So how come you know that? Because I had to meditate on that. <laughs> I wasn't always saintly. See, see, there's hope. <laughs> no, I wasn't, you know, why do you, just, well, how come you know all these scriptures? How come you know? Listen, I had to work on me before I could help anybody else. I needed a lot of work. 
I had to do it. I had to get it into me. I had to make sure that it worked. You can't ship it abroad if it doesn't work at home. Amen? And I had to say, will this work? Will this literally work? I have to take hold of the word of God. I have to meditate. My God's going to supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ. I know that God is my source. God is my supplier. God is, is the one that, so I'm trusting God. I can't be looking to anybody else. Not my job, not anybody else. God has to do it. Amen. See, you got to get the, you got to get that in the inside of you. You got to bring it. And that, what does it do? It strengthens your spirit to say, you know, God, you did it before. You're going to do it again. You're going to bring me out. You did it before. You're going to do it again. God, you'll do it again. You're going to bring me out. You're going to do this. Here we go. Here's what we're going to do. Now, here's the thing about it. I probably should have put number six before I put number five there. Because number six is, is, guess what? You have to study and read. He said, because if you don't have, if you don't study and read, you have nothing to meditate on. <laughs> Hallelujah, you know, and, um, you know, it was funny because we were, I was telling, she was talking to me about a certain subject and I said, oh, I, I got a syllabus by, uh, you know, somebody who's passed on and I said, from their Bible school, I have a syllabus that's on that subject. It's a really good one. I remember reading it and I've got a lot of books. I said, but that syllabus is really good. So when I went to go to my books to see where that syllabus, it's gone. And of course, she went, you know, on Amazon and all these places and say, guess what? I know that book's out of repent. It's not, it, it's not that you can't find it. It's no longer replaceable. And uh, she, she said, well, how do you know that? I said, I knew that because I knew that's why I had that book. <laughs> that's why I kept all those books. I mean, a lot of them you can get, but these are certain things you can't get. And so I don't know what happened. I must have loaned it to somebody. But, uh, you know, we were just shared about it. I said, because it's so precious. That's why we you study things. And I thank God for that because the minute that she starts talking to me about something, I say, hey, I got a book. I got this. I got that. Because if you go into my library or in my office there, you see a lot of books. And people always say, did you read all these books? I say, yeah, that's why I'm mad. <laughs> Much knowledge makes you mad. Right? There's a lot of books, you know, you just do. But... But I love, I love to read, I love to, to study, and I, I just love that because you can't never continue to keep growing if you're not continuing to keep putting things in you. Now, I read the, the Bible all the time. It's so funny because people say, well, how many books did you read? And I say, well, I read 66 every year because there's 66 books in the Bible. You know, so you read through it. So you, you always read 66 books a year. That's easy. Thank you for your overwhelming response on that, too. <laughs> We got to get it, go back to day one. Here's what you got. Got to read the Bible and you got to pray. Got to read the Bible and you get to pray. And if people say, how come there's problems? I said, because did you read the Bible and you pray? You're not praying and you're not reading your Bible. That's why there's problems. Who we got to tell you? Okay. Number seven. I got four minutes here. Number seven. This is for strengthening your spirit. Okay, because we need this. We need this so much. Hallelujah. And this one's probably the biggest. And this one here is a simple little word word called sharing. Being able to share the love of God, share your faith, share your joy, share your peace, share why you're so happy. Because that strengthens your spirit. Because when you do, God is overjoyed and overwhelmed when you share the love that he's given you with somebody else. You're caring and loving. Why do you care? Because the love of God constrains me. It compels me to reach out and share the love. It compels me to say, God bless you. It compels me to say, hey, can I help you? It compels me to say, hey, what is it that you need? It compels me to say, listen, I have to tell you the truth that Jesus died for. I have to tell you the truth because I don't want you to go to hell. Because I don't want you to run back by and say, well, hey, 
I, how come you didn't tell me? How come you didn't share with me? How come you didn't love me enough to tell me the truth? Amen? You know, when I was 12 years old, I had a vision. I had a vision of hell. I had a vision of the great white throne judgment and all of my friends were dying and going to hell and I was in the stands and I don't know if we're going to be there or not, but I was in the stands because I was saved and I was born again and they're all looking up at me and they're all saying, why didn't you tell us the truth? Why didn't you tell us that so we weren't going to do this? It's all too late now. And I tell you, that's, a, that's an incredible vision to have as a 12-year-old. And it's, it's something, I mean, I, I know how vivid it is. I know how it's just, it's never old. It never has ever gotten old. You know, and uh, but I, you know, but I, you know, I wanted to say, wait a minute. When I got saved at nine, I tried to drag you all to the altar. I dragged twenty of you, all right, and I did, but I couldn't drag them up. But it was like it was because the Lord was just quickening to me. Listen, is that it's my job to share the word of God. It's our job to reach out and to touch them. It's our job to touch their lives. Amen. So, see, developing spiritual strength is a process. Developing spiritual strength, it's just like working and building, or just like working out. It's just like or doing exercises. You know, if you do it and you do it consistently, hey, you, you get some gain. But if, if you only do it once, then you skip a couple of weeks and go back, all you are doing is beating the snot out of your body and it's hurting. It ain't doing nothing. You just die every time you go back out there. It just hurts and you want to beat the person up that's trying to help you. Well, he did, well I take that back. He didn't try to help, but he's just trying, who's out there yelling at you? That's the problem. But it's like, hey, here's what it is. But no. Because what is God trying to get on the inside of us? He's trying to get a steadfast spirit on the inside of us. He's trying to strengthen us. He's trying to develop spiritual strength so that it'll bring discipline. I know we don't like that word, but we need to be disciplined in the things of God. It's trying to bring a determination that we are going to determine that we're going to win the loss, that we're going to determine that we're going to finish our course and determine that we're not going to, going to lose our faith. We're going to keep the faith. We're going to be like the Apostle Paul where I've fought a good fight. I've run the race. I've finished the course and I've kept the faith. Amen. That's what God wants to do. And we're going to need it. We're going to need strength of spirit. We're going to need this thing. You know, and here's something the Lord spoke to me many years ago. Because I was really good at intense effort. I was really good at, man, getting a whole bunch of things done, getting things, you know. But the one thing I wasn't good at was consistency. Being consistent, you know. I mean, I could fast and pray and do things and get things accomplished and repent and God would do miracle things. And the Lord told me, he said, do you know that I love consistency better than intense effort? And I thought about that for you. I said, I knew that was just for me. Because, I mean, he, why would he say that? And I said, I know exactly. what He said, no, I love consistency. Why don't you consistent? Let's build into us what we do. Let's have fellowship every day. Let's have, you know, a relationship every day. Let's do these things here so that you're not cramming. How many ever crammed? You know, you didn't study, you didn't listen, and then all of a sudden you got a big test, and I got to cram, get it on in, and you have this great short-term memory, and you passed the test, but you learned nothing. One week later, you're like, well, what do you think about that? And you go, what's that? I said, what's on that question? You know, all this old stuff we learned last time. I don't even remember none of that. <laughs> I'm just tired, but I passed. God got me a C. This is good. God wants, to, 
consistency so that we can receive. Because here's the thing about it is, when you're consistent with God, you're ready for anything that comes. And here's one other thing that God told me. If you have to get ready when an opportunity comes, you'll miss it. And that opportunity won't be there again. But if you'll be consistent in the things, if you'll worship and you'll praise, and you'll pray, and you'll confess, hallelujah, and you'll meditate, glory to God, and you'll study, and you'll read, hallelujah, and then you'll share those things, and you're ready to do that. Then when I want you to share, and I want you to lay hands, when I want to do miracles with you, you're ready. And, you're, and you don't feel like you're backslid. You don't feel like, well, God, how can you use me? You're ready to be used, because there's a lost and dying world out there that needs you and I to be ready. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for these amazing folks. Thank you for all those that are watching, Father. Lord God, I just, I just trust that uh, the word of the Lord just goes into their heart, that they just know that I love them, that I'm just, you know, I'm their pastor, loving them, caring for them. And Father, thank you, thank you for touching their life. And Father, also, we just, we want people to be born into the kingdom of God. We love each and every one. So, Lord, I, we ask that anybody watches this or anybody here, under my, here that's here tonight that needs Jesus Christ to be the Lord of their life or they need to come back home or they seem to make sure that Jesus is their Lord. Father, our heart's cry is that they would do that, that they would believe in their heart and confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus because that's how easy it is, just taking hold and saying, Lord, I want to come to you. And then, God, getting themselves into a good church or getting themselves connected. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.